hell all. I don't know what happened there, but uh, I think it's one of the makes. It's a dodgy make. Uh, hello and welcome to the Heat Army Podcast Live. Um, it's going to be a good show. We've got um, two guests in tonight and uh, two players. So we want to hear from you. We want to hear, are you excited for the FA Cup game on Saturday? And also as well, the runner form as well sees Gated in the playoffs. So it has been a fantastic time of late for Gated. And um, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but when you consider the summer that we had, it's just absolutely extra, no, extraordinary. And uh, Andrew's here. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm not bad yourself. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, but see, got to be excited with the FA Cup draw. I think everybody kind of wanted that and didn't think it would happen. No, I was over the moon with it. Because uh, obviously Blythe and York came out before us and then Dunstan came out and then Gates and I was like... Oh. That that's rigged. That like <laughs> if you couldn't write it, could you? And um, see, so we've got um, J. Joe O'Donnell and the Welsh Jesus himself, Scott Barrows here. Uh, hello, lads. Evening. Yeah. Evening. And um, this is, I mean, you always want a bit of a local draw in the FA Cup, and um, you couldn't have asked for a better one, could you? No, it's it's incredible, really, what the FA Cup throws up. You know, it's I know obviously the draw can take us far south as Birmingham, if you like, and um, to get a team that's actually closer to my house in the international stadium is is quite ironic really but it's it, it's a good game and it's going to be a good, good game for the, for the town of Gateshead and um, by the looks of it the tickets are selling out pretty quickly so um, you'd like to think it'll be close to a full house and, and a good FA Cup tie Yeah well I believe that you can buy um, tickets from Dunstan um, between 5 and 7 most uh, well every night this week and I believe they've already sold out of adult tickets tonight Indeed. Um, and of course Gateshead's uh, selling their um, tickets for the game at the stadium between 10 and 5 every day this week so if you've got a chance and you want to get your ticket, uh, risk. I wouldn't risk buying them on the day because I think it's going to be a sellout. Um, it, it seems as if it's going that way, yeah, especially with advertising saying it isn't an all-ticket event. But I can't. I think it's basically trying to beat the queues, otherwise you'll be waiting a while to yeah, pay on the gate. I think so. Um, but it's going to be a great advertisement and, and a TV game as well. I mean, lads. We uh, were always wanting to be on the telly and twice in one season, and it's not even Christmas. No, it's brilliant. Um, it's good for I say it's good for Dunstan and good for Gates as well because obviously we want to show, you know, the squad that we have this year. You know, we're very young, talented. You know, and obviously a lot of friends who can make the game. You know, like with JJ and his family back home, and say my family back home who can't go to the game. This. Yeah. It'd be nice to uh, watch on TV. It certainly will. And say so we just mentioned before we came on air, you can't record this one either because normally on BT you can record it or BBC, but it's obviously on the red button. So hopefully it might end up on YouTube or something like that, as some of these games often do. But um, it must add a little bit of space into it for yourselves to be, you know, the TV game FA Cup, and also as well the back of your mind, a, a bit of a you do want to avoid the slip up as well, don't you? Yeah, it's, the FA Cup's all about giant killings and. Um, obviously Dunstan on Saturday they've got absolutely nothing to lose you know we're we're the senior side we're the professional side and we're turning up to their ground and we've got to win you know it's as simple as that we're expected to win um, we're like I say we're the team that's, that's three four leagues higher I believe and yeah. um, it's it's one of them where they've got nothing to lose um, we've got everything to lose and we'll go out Saturday we know what we've got to do um, as long as we battle hard because they're going to come out 100 mile an hour and well if you, if you look at how they got through in the last round exactly I mean, they big teams you know beat um, Chester and uh, you know Gould Bonanza it was 4-3 wasn't it and um, I don't think anyone really expected them to, to get through that at all even though they had the home advantage but you know it, it is going to be a tough one yeah it's, it is going to be tough um, we know that definitely we're not going there on Saturday thinking we'll just turn up and win you know it's 
be disrespectful to Dunstan if we fought that and um, we've looked at how, how they've got through so far they've beat some good teams and Chester are a good team they were in yeah. our league last year so it's going to be very difficult we know that um, but it's a game that, that if we turn up and play and, and work hard and battle like we know we can then it's, it's a game we, th- we should be winning certainly hope so and have you like, sorry, seen I'm how well, obviously with them being a much larger league side have you seen them play or like have you watched videos of them or anything like that or, or is that a usual thing do you watch videos of like opposition no obviously the players obviously we don't get to watch the watch the watch teams play back but uh, I think the gaffer Mickey you know all sometimes when you go in their office um, they got the the video on um, from from for example like last week or this week now they set pieces and what they do they're a big side or which they big what team we're going to play against and just little things like that another gaffer brings into the training and the details mm. in training just lead up to the game on the Saturday um you know that, and that's that's a key thing for us as well because obviously, you know, you want to know these little fine details because little fine details, you know, as you can see, our random form we're on at the moment, even away from home, um, are key. Mm. Certainly are, and I would say we'll we'll get um, to well about the recent run of form as well, uh, four way games on the bounce uh, win as well, and. Uh, home form's a little bit in and out but I would imagine that's probably high on the, the gaffer's priorities um, in the coming weeks uh, after we get the FA Cup out the way but we want you to message us and um, this is how you do it on Twitter uh, I'll quickly tell you how to do it on the Spreaker website you can uh, well you comment basically I've realised I've been seeing the chat facility it comes up as a comment on the other end doesn't it so um, you, if you can follow us and comment uh, on the page and uh, then you can message us and this is how you message us on Twitter I'm waiting, so get your voice heard on the Heed Army podcast, where you can talk about all things Gateshead. Well, that is how you tweet us. We'd love to hear from you. And um, as I say, it'd be rude not to talk to the boys about the season so far that we're having. Um, so we'll get back to the FA Cup shortly. Um, say yesterday, uh, sorry, the weekend's win. Uh, saw us climb into seventh place. At one point, we were in sixth. And um, see the results above us in the table, I think we were only uh, four points off the top at one point, uh, the way things were going. And, um, you know... It, it must be strange uh, well it's strange as a fan to think that obviously what happened in the summer we don't want to you know repeat too much about the, the summer that we had because obviously we're, we're going good and we've proved that we're you know we're not cannon fodder or anything like that but now fi- five points off the top you know the team's got to be looking and thinking the, the players we the teams we've played this year no one's outplayed us nah nah there's been there's been nothing to fear and um, like you say I know people have harped on about it a little bit, but the summer we had and, and what the gaff was thrown at in his first sort of summer of recruitment was was something that he might never face again in management. We didn't know if there was going to be a football club at one point. We didn't know how much money the club were going to have to spend on players. 
Um, and for the lads that he's recruited and the sort of players he's recruited has been unbelievable you know it's mm-hmm. I've said it a few times it's apart from four years ago when I joined and that change room I joined it's very similar to that for me and yeah. that year we got to Wembley mm-hmm. so it's a group of young lads who, who want to do well local lads who want to do well and um, when you've got lads who want to work hard for each other and you get on as a group of lads you're, you're going to run five ten yards further for your mate because you want to help them out and this set of lads here is, is something that that is and we work hard every day in training and when we go out on a Saturday all the lads all 16 um, involved on match day work really hard for each other and it's just showed on the pitch you know the, the Salford game was a standout for me this season personally mm-hmm. and they come there they had this big reputation and um, we were sort of 11 lads probably most of us were unknown in the conference and we turned up that night to a good crowd and, and showed showed what we can do and we've continued that on and obviously when you've, when you've got people missing like Scotty who missed the beginning part of the season you've got people like that just coming back into the team and you've got Luke Armstrong who's come as well it's it's people like that that are going to improve you and mm-hmm. we've been brilliant and we really have been brilliant but we don't want to just be brilliant we want to go on and succeed and do something this season and, and try and achieve something obviously people were saying we're going to go down and we don't want to we don't want to be looked at like that we want to try and achieve as best we can and we've got a manager who obviously was at Macclesfield last season mm-hmm. with, with no money at all and, and Scott will say about Macclesfield but um, we can achieve what we want to achieve I really do believe that and hopefully FA Trophy FA Cup and League we can have a right good go in all three Yeah I mean you know, we've only ever been beaten by one goal and that speaks absolute volumes You know, especially when we mentioned about the age of the squad as well and the, you know, maybe the the, the the um, lack of um, you know experience, but to be such a defensive unit like that, maybe if we, you know, I know, I know we haven't been battered or anything like that, or we haven't never been um, you know made to look fools in any game. But to only lose games by one nil shows a fantastic strength of character for some of these young lads in the side. Yeah, it's brilliant. I know, like like JT just put it on then. It's like you know when we have youngsters in the squad, you don't know how they're going to handle the pressure. Obviously, not playing in the in the national league, um, but. This group of lads, ever since I come back, come into the team, it's it's unbelievable. They work hard for each other. You know, if one player makes a mistake, we all get round and you know we all help him out. And like I say, there's two sides of this team this year. You know, the side where we get the ball done and play, and we it's so good on the ball. We look attractive. It's you know we play Chesterfield away. You know, mm-hmm. it's probably one. I'm not probably one of the best games I've ever been involved in. Mm-hmm. You know, where we play football that day and. The way we defensively as well, and even the Chesterfield fans after the game, they even clapped us off because yeah. we were that good. And then it shows the the gritty side of us as well. You know, we playing likes of Barrow away when you know we weren't at the races that day, mm-hmm. but well, you know it showed in the second half that you know we were hard to beat. You know, where last year we were we weren't hard to beat. Um, we would con- if we were under pressure for 10, 20 minutes, we can see the goal maybe two, um, but. This year it's totally different. Obviously, you've got the like, experience of Mike, um, you know, Fraser at the back as well, who would help, so, like a John, you know, and then you've got, I say, like myself and JJ, you know, you've got Scott Bowden, Riggy as well. So it's, you know, it's an experienced team, but you've got a lot of youngsters, and like I said, we're willing to work hard for each other. Um, and any uh, each game, take it game by game, you know, obviously Dunstan this week, and then once that one's over, we go back on the league, and we just take it game by game. We're not setting ourselves any targets. Mm-hmm. Um, we just take it game by game and then see where we end, where we end up. Maybe by December, then we t- look for the, looking from there. Well, it, I mean, you talk about um, obviously like some Mike and I was supposed to say, I mean, these are both young lads yourselves, but these are the experienced players of, this, of the team. And um, say so when Mike's come in, he come in a bit late. Although he had been trained, I know, but um, 
it seems like he's starting to reach his his well, you know, his physical peak. I think we're, I think we're going to see the best of Mike in recent. Yeah, well, he's, especially um, don't you mentioned the Chesterfield. I mean, everyone was fantastic, but he was commanding at the back. It's been brilliant. Yeah, he's and people obviously don't see Mike day to day. Obviously, we train with Mike every day, and um, when you get someone like him who's played as much as he has in the Premier League, and he drops down to sort of the fifth tier of English football, sometimes people look at it and think, well, is he just? coming here just for a nice last couple of years of until mm-hmm. he retires but he's been brilliant he's brilliant with every one of the young lads you know obviously you look at John Mellish alongside him this season and, and for me John's been our standout player he's been outstanding for yeah. us and um, Mike's been brilliant with him you know he's, he talks to John and, and stuff like that but it was always going to take Mike a few few weeks to get fit um, he, he obviously hasn't played in a while through injury and stuff like that but um, on Saturday in the second half he was he was an absolute warrior at centre half for us he yeah. headed things he kicked things and that experience is vital you know when when you've played 150 Premier League games for Newcastle no disrespect but you're not, not really a mug if you like he, yeah. he's got great experience and um, just the way he is around the place and in the change room before he's almost like a third coach sometimes because the gaffer has his say Mickey has his say and then Mike speaks and when someone like that speaks you listen um, yeah. um, he, he doesn't do it in a, in a big time way or anything like that he speaks in a way that the, the lads like and understand and, and the lads have a lot of respect for him mm-hmm. I mean, um, you mentioned the, the Chesterfield game Scott um, the other week it was uh, you know I mean, I know things aren't going great down there but that doesn't take away from our performance and say that the first 20 minutes of the game Chesterfield maybe we were maybe a little bit better getting on top a little bit and obviously we we changed things about a little bit and, and got the ball down obviously you know put the ball across the pitch and exploited them but that was I think that was one of the games where I thought myself oh you know maybe we could push into the playoffs and, and maybe cement ourselves there do you think that's a feeling that's obviously around the players I mean I know you say that everyone's you know bonding and, and fighting and playing for each other but I think oh, I don't want to going too many questions in one question but I, I think JJ might probably um, know as well there was a turning point in the season when we went to Wembley I, I, I know it's very early in the season but do you think that was a pivotal game for us to say well yes we deserve to be where we are yeah like Chesterfield you know, they they were tipped at the start of the season to go to get promoted and only playing against the big teams like Salford you know Chesterfield you know if you want to do things this year in this league you've got to come away from Chesterfield I'd say like Salford as well if you're going to play them away you've got to come away with something mm-hmm. and to go there you know obviously the first 20 minutes you know they you see what they were about um, you know they went a bit long to the Denton all the time they didn't really change it up a little bit um, no, I think uh, in the commentary of the, the, the second half I think he, uh, without exaggerating he must have won 50 to 60 headers in, in the second half but none of them went in any direction of where, where he wanted them to but mm-hmm. It was just very one one dimensional, wasn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. You know, we knew then after well, once we sh- obviously the first five ten minutes are crucial in the game. Um, just depends on how we're going how we're going to play all, all game. And you know, we knew that that's what they're going to do all game. And once we got the ball in, once you pick up the second balls, um, we just got to start playing, and we did. You know, we got Luke uh, Luke Molyneux in into good good spaces, um, and then obviously you know the two maestros in midfield, you know, Greg and. And Whitey, they were superb that day, and then they just they just rang the midfield ragged. Uh, that was a key area, and they had to switch it all up themselves. You know, they they couldn't handle us. And then obviously the pivotal point there, when I see they got a man sent off, and after that then just it was like a keep ball session really. You know, we passed the ball round, and it, it like I said, I, I was obviously playing it, and it was just a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just get on the ball and pass it round, and 
next thing is probably one of the best games I've ever been involved in and next thing the, the home facilities as well you know, the, the oh, ground the pitch place, yeah. you know to play that kind of football on a ground like that you know we, we like I said in my eyes I feel it's a good feel of factor around the, in, in the squad at the moment you know we can in our eyes we can we can beat anybody but it's it's, it's down to us on a pitch um, how are we going to turn up you know sometimes you know, we can't play the fancy football you know sometimes you've got to be like you're saying we've got to be hard to beat mm-hmm. like we did Saturday you know it wasn't again it wasn't a pretty game on Saturday mm-hmm. um, but we were hard to beat and like I'm saying we come away with a 1-0 win, win and uh, we say we just look forward to Dunstan now yeah that's going to be the good one and uh, say JJ obviously I started with the question for Scott and, uh, but um, say that that game I know you, you came on in the second half didn't you the, the, there is for me you know I, I don't want to pick it up too much but maybe not underplayed it was it was a good performance, but you could feel there was something that you know we've got another few gears to go into when we need it. Yeah, um, I think I think we've had that a lot this season. Um, you look at the Chesterfield game; we were outstanding. But when we played Barrow away, t- to me, they're the best team we've played this season. The first twenty twenty five minutes, we we, we the, couldn't the, get near them. No, the, the, um, they reminded me of the season we were in, went to Wembley because they played the very similar. Played, the, the way they played, they passed it, it yeah, from indeed, the back goalkeepers. That's what I mean. And, which and is and a different like, power from what we're used it to. Because you normally go there; it's wet, it's windy, it's cold. Mm. They smash it as long as they can. The ball doesn't stay in longer than five minutes. Yeah, and it really doesn't. But we turned up that day, and it surprised us a little bit. You know, mm. the gaffer, the gaffer said they played, but we didn't really understand how much they played. And yeah, I mean, um, I mean. The, the, the possession was probably was. over 65% Indeed. for Barrow the way they were passing more, it around yeah. Yeah. but we, that just shows you know the Chesterfield game when we got on top and we played well and played lovely football and um, Riggy scored a brilliant goal and Bode's two finishes were outstanding but mm-hmm. we went to Barrow on a, on a Tuesday night um, and we got played off the pitch the first 25 minutes there was no doubt about that but we changed our shape which we adapted well to um, and then from then on we, we ground it out you know and I don't think a team like Barrow no disrespect could grind things out but we've got a way of playing that showed at Chesterfield where we can pass it and then when you go to Ch- uh, to Barrow like we did at Havant on Saturday we've ground two games out there and to come away from Havant and Barrow with six points is, is something at the end of the season if you want to be successful I think I think they're the places you have to go and win games and we've got off to a great start away from home yeah. and uh, it's been a joy to be a part of certainly has and we've got a message uh, this one is from Simon Garrett he's put big thanks to Scotty and the first team lads my son Ben plays for the under 18s and he had the privilege to train with the first team lads a couple of weeks ago and loved it uh, keep up the great start fellas so uh, that's nice and um, what was I going to say there was one thing I was going to say Andrew you got a, a complete mind blank <laughs> I've had there you got any questions uh, yeah, I mean, I asked the lads this uh, before we came on air, but I'll ask, ask it again. Um, so, obviously, it was the first time this season that we travelled down the night before, or the day before. Um, do you prefer that, um, travel down the day before, or do you prefer going down on the morning uh, nice and early? Or It depends, really. It depends on the fixture, obviously, and how far you travel. Um, obviously, the start of the season, obviously, I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't involved at the start of the season, but didn't really stay overnight. You know, we had you know, six o'clock leaves in the morning um, obviously I think JJ could tell you uh, about all them but I think obviously it depends on the the travel like obviously having we did stay over and I think it's beneficial if you do stay over like I don't know six or seven hour journey I think it is crucial that uh, you know, we we do travel down in the day maybe travel three hours three and a half hours have a little training session somewhere like we did we trained at Oxford um, training ground on, on Friday and you know get a cobs well, just get the ball round and have a game and then travel on with the journey and then obviously you've got to rest up there and your food 
having a nice early night and then you wake up fresh in the morning but uh, I think obviously JJ can tell you the one with the 6 o'clock in the morning journeys so. yeah it's, uh, I'm lucky obviously with, with mum and dad being at home I get to go and stop at home the <laughs> night before but um, the lads I know some of the lads are getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning yeah. for, for Maiden Ed away and if you yeah. think you've got to sit on a coach for 6 hours go and have a game of football and six, sit on a coach for 6 hours back mm. it's it's not great preparation but it is what it is you know we went to Ebbsfleet on that Saturday we left home at 8 o'clock in the morning Went down to Ebbsfleet, got 1-0 up, got absolutely bombarded second half. We couldn't get out and we ground out another 1-0 win. And, mm. um, you can look at it two ways. The, the gaffer's <coughs> gaffer's brilliant in that and he says you can. we could make all the excuses in the world. We really could because, um, like you say, with the recruitment and everything, the journeys, doing it all on the day. But we look at it as a positive and we go out and we try and, we try and work as hard as we can in and, and the circumstances we're given and it's so far so good for us at the minute. Yeah, and um, I say I, I know we we spoke heavily about the Chesterfield game, but is that probably the favourite game we've been involved in so far this season? For me, Salford. Salford. Um, obviously, I didn't play loads at Chesterfield, but Salford was a was a case of here come the big boys and how many they're going to beat us by. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people turned up that night probably thinking, oh, what, what's the score going to mm-hmm. be? How many uh, gates are going to concede? And um, we went one nil down, and that just shows the sort of the resolute team spirit that we've got that. Um, we could have crumbled we could have thought oh here we go this could be five or six but um, we got back in it and, and obviously Luke Armstrong put away the second brilliantly and um, we go and beat the team who are, who are top of the league now and favourites to win it and for me that just showed that the crowd that night and the reception we come off to was, was outstanding mm. and for me that's been the highlight for me so far you I think we played them like the perfect time as well like perfect. before Rooney was in form or anything like that Indeed. yeah definitely definitely um, you mentioned the crowd there and obviously things have went viral a little bit after after the games with the shaking of the hands and stuff um, whose idea was that? well made, uh, made in head away should I say it was um, it's something that personally it's, it's always it's always meant a lot to me supporters because I know I know the cost they put in um, and the amount of travelling they do and, and it's f- at the end of a game I think it's only right we go over and thank them um, you know they, they travel brilliantly you know obviously I know the people who are there home and away every single week and um, for us to go and just thank them for, for what they do is it, it, I think it's really important and I'm not just saying that I really do because um, I know how much trains cost and how much buses cost um, I know people get midnight buses to get down to London to <laughs> yeah. get to Haven and Waterlooville and, and lads don't see that and before the season started I just put a little message in our group just saying lads I know Obviously, for example, Jeff Kent and, and Mark Walton on Friday night got the mega bus down to London. Um, 12 o'clock at night, got on at 7 in the morning. And I know all the other fans have had to get there somewhere as well. So um, for me, I think um, at the beginning of the season, we went across as a team and just thanked everyone for coming And um, ever since we've done it. And it's things like that. And that just shows the group of players we've got, you know. And there's another thing we do that, that people won't see, but at the end of games, um, we take it in turns to sweep the change room and we go in the change room it's tidy and we leave the change room tidy and I think it's just a respect thing um, on and off the pitch for the supporters as well as where we're travelling to that um, we are as a team and we treat we treat where we're going with respect and we thank the supporters and, and treat the away change room with respect and tidy it up as we leave mm-hmm. well, it's fantastic I mean as, as a fan it, it, you know, it feels great and when it went viral and uh, it was, you know, obviously I think it was Dan Bell's video that he put up and then it just went everywhere across mm. like the Lad Bible and things like that it was just like oh, great yeah, it's yeah, everyone's, yeah, everyone's and it's good that everyone's bought into it you know you you see you see everyone buys into it even the lads on the bench who haven't got on they come across and, and thank the supporters and I, th- and I think that's important and um, it just shows that the, the group of lads we've got here are good honest lads yeah it certainly is and we've got a message from your brother would you like to read it out uh, he says who was responsible for the Eurasia sing-along uh, to celebrate the win on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> What's the songs at the back the of the Eurasia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, well 
the first song was obviously initiation on Friday night. We had uh, Elliot Forbes and uh, Tom David. They sang songs on Friday night. But uh, obviously, when you have a feel good, when you, when you win a game, um, and obviously you've got a long journey back. You know, it's, I think it's a good thing. You know, uh, have songs on the bus. But that was. Um, I think that was from Forbesy again and uh, Tom White but we all put in a, a song each and then uh, at the end it was uh, obviously Jack Hunter's birthday at the end obviously when we finished the coach journey we put that on happy birthday and then I think the one song John Mellish has to put on <laughs> yeah, he has to go and put the shark song on so, <laughs> so obviously it's still like you know, half, past 12, half past 12 in the morning you know it's you know, it's still good and obviously the bus is still bouncing obviously. yeah Singing to this shark song. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what he was going to say that. <laughs> singing to the shark song. He's got song, history, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only once. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it's good. You know, when, say when when I lose on a on a way journey, we we still going to chuck, chuck songs on and uh, we'll keep on doing it. Yeah, um, we'd still love to hear from you more of you. I think some of you are watching the England game. Uh, the England are winning two nil now. Uh, Marcus Rashford three nil. <laughs> Sterling's got two and Rashford's yeah. got one. So uh, you picked the right night to come on the podcast. Although <laughs> 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 oh, Scott isn't too well. <laughs> 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 um, so we mentioned John earlier on, John Mellish, and of course himself and uh, Tinks. They represent England through the week. Which is a, a real shot in the arm for everyone at the club. I think um, you know to show that we're, we're being recognised for what's happening at the club. And it's four players initially. You know, now two in the um, reserve squad, as it were. Uh, not reserve, is it? It's the uh, backup, the standby. But that's fantastic to have, though, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Um, it's, it's thoroughly deserved. You know, Tinks is Tinks captain the team when when Scott wasn't available and um, he was a leader on the pitch definitely and he's been outstanding for us at right wing back and, and at centre half and like I said a little bit earlier John Mellish for me he's, he's been the standout player you know he's he's one of them that he's a strange boy because he, he sort of turns up he's got his boots he goes on the pitch he's absolutely outstanding and he'll go home his dad picks him up and it, it's just things like that that you think to yourself well how is he like that and he's one of them he's he, he's a bit not brain dead would you say but he's just a bit <laughs> not all there if you like and it's just the way he is and he's, he's the nicest lad ever yeah. but he turns like I say he'll turn up if you told him to be there at 5-3 to three, he'd turn up at 5-3 to three, boots and shin pads go on the pitch be the best player come yeah. off and get a lift home with his dad and it's things like that that just sum up the, the, the sort of the group of lads we got and um, it's, it's great recognition they've they've been called up yeah. to England it's, it's a great thing what, whatever level of football you play if you get called up by England it's it's brilliant and um, Tinks and John are two that have been selected but Tom White's deserved to be there if he gets another call up Greg Ollie's been brilliant even Cameron Salkel since he's come has been brilliant for us and that just shows that what we've achieved this year hasn't gone unnoticed and it's nice for the for the lads themselves but even the gaffer you know what he's John Mellish last year he sent him on loan to Newcastle Benfield yeah. and it just shows that they've gone out done well for themselves and the gaffer's given them a chance and um, him and Elliot Forbes have, have gone out and done that and come back and been both been brilliant for us. Yeah. Especially seeing that I think everyone knows how southern based England C squad normally is as well and then getting rec- recognition up here it's, mm-hmm. it's great to see. And um, obviously uh, Fairclough the England C manager didn't watch him take the throne from the standard Halifax. Oh, <laughs> that sums it up. I was just saying about it. That sums it up. We, we were ill me and Scott when we were doing, when we were doing the commentary. It would have been even better. He wouldn't have even known why the referee gave a foul throw. Oh, that was brilliant. That was probably the Probably one of the best moments this year so far. John Mellish. It was great. Because we've seen him run into the stand and then he just turned. I was like, no, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) He threw it and he's like, oh, what have I done? 
Oh, yeah. oh, John. In fairness, though, it was a good throw, <laughs> considering <laughs> it was in the stand. Um, but uh, we've got a tweet here. Uh, Josh GFC has said, Good evening, lads. Has JJ got anything to say about what Whitey said on the Tyneside TV interview about his hairline? <laughs> Uh, he's a good lad, Whitey. Um, well, I won't say too much, but someone someone got his room on Friday night, and he wasn't very happy about that. But he, he, he's the target of the team, you know. He's, he comes in every morning, and everybody just absolutely batters Whitey. And it's quite funny, to be fair. But he's trying to say that I've got a tram line in my hair. But basically, last week he went to his local barbers, and he uh, he doesn't normally go there. And he come in the next day, and his hair was an absolute disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so embarrassed about it. And he just went in. He went, "Oh, Jay, don't say anything." Like <laughs> All right, and that was that. But yeah, he, he tries to uh, come back for everyone, but he's the one every single morning. As soon as he walks in, he just gets absolutely pelted by everyone. <laughs> the poor lad. The poor lad. <laughs> um, well, let's see if we'll find out all the all the changing room secrets. <laughs> who who did his room? I don't know. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Tight lips. There's no grasses in this side. They're all they're all together. Um, we're going to play how you can tweet us again. You've been very quiet today. I've got a suspicion there's a few people watching the game, but um, this is how you contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. I'm waiting, so get your voice heard on the Heed Army podcast, where you can talk about all things Gateshead. Well, there we go. We are back. Sorry about that moment of silence. I opened an email by mistake. Um, we are here with Scott Barrow and J. Joe Donald. So if you've got any questions for them, please send them in. And um, so we've got the big FA Cup game to talk um, talk about. And we have got Steve Rafe joining us on the phone. I've so got a quick question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you do that well, I'm I want to ask about your red card at, Ma- um, at home at Maidstone. What happened? Oh, no, no, one, uh, no one really knows. Nah. Basically, long story short, is Blair Turgot, he was... Uh, when I was on the pitch, I've cu- played against Blair quite a few times, and mm. um, he's always been quiet-ish. But against Maidstone, he's very he's very chirpy to the young lads. Um, mm. He's obviously played in the Premier League for West Ham, and uh, he wasn't quiet to tell people. Um, and when I chased him back to get my first yellow card, and I brought him down, he basically turned around to me and said, "Oh, the only reason you caught me is because I got my wallet in my pocket." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Mate, no disrespect, but you're all in the same league now. Uh. You're playing against us." It's I don't know what you're on about and he kept saying it to all the young lads and as much as we batter Whitey and, and things like that I'll always try and defend the young lads that's I, I, just naturally how I am yeah. and um, he said something to Tom White and I just I weren't having it me so when we won the penalty um, obviously I got brought down for the penalty no Riggy got brought down and I flicked mm. it on and uh, I turned around and basically said to him oh 1-0 game over and you've been not very good <laughs> <laughs> in a simple terms Um and as I've walked past him, he's kicked me. Mm. So I've turned around and sort of said, what are you doing? 
and uh, the the assistant referee said to the referee that uh, he'd kicked out, so he got a straight re- red, uh. and I'd adopted aggressive attitude, so I got a second yellow. But I just, I don't know, I just, I'll always defend young young lads on a uh, football pitch, and, and when people are like that, your team as well, exactly. when people are like that, it was shocking. Hello there, Steve. No. Hi, you okay. Hello there. Thank you very much for joining us. There. I turned the wrong knob on the on the on the on the on the, uh, on the, on the switchboard there. I didn't realise it was that kind of show. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you've got to make it entertaining. Um, but <laughs> Steve, it's um, it's the draw that everybody really wanted, and um, we got it. And um, it seems like the ticket sales are going absolutely fantastically well already. Yeah, I mean, fantastic draw, first and foremost. I mean, it, it's just stuff that uh, dreams are made of for a, for a club in the Northern League like Dunstan. I mean, my involvement's been, you know, uh, fairly, you know, fairly full on for the last um, for the last few years. I had a, I had a year out, obviously, to take up a, a role as a football agent, but I've totally enjoyed being involved with the club. I missed out, obviously, on the Vars appearance in 2012. So, you know, to um, you know, we've been through a bit of a barren spell, you have to say, up until last season. Um, but now there's a big excitement building around the club again and um, Chris Wales has come in and done a great job as manager and this FA Cup run has epitomised everything that he's that everything he's done right at the club and as you rightly say this this is the draw I think that we all wanted. I mean you know, there's some there's some key draws we could have had. I mean, you know, some big big clubs come in at this stage and uh, locally none come bigger than Gateshead. So for us to us to draw Gateshead was, was great. I mean you know, to get them at, at the UTS stadium is even better because that's what the FA Cup's all about, you know. I mean, you know, really, you know, teams like Chester should be should be knocking teams like Dunstan out. They didn't. Um, you know, Gateshead come with with a with a great run. It has to be said themselves. Um, facing a team that's unbeaten this season, it's 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 got everything they need, and um, the, the tickets have been flying out. Billy when our former manager, was there with a few of the committee tonight uh, at five o'clock. Um, with the initial print, uh, the initial print on the weekend, we obviously supplied 500 Gateshead. Yeah. We had 500 ourselves to sell tonight, and um, they had gone by half past six. Um, plus, plus a list of on, plus another list of about 100 people who came in after the after the half past six. Uh, after the half past six sales had, had finished, and um, people coming in and paid for tickets and reserved. So. Already we've done 600, we're getting another 1,000 at the clubhouse tomorrow. And I think the message we really need to pass on everybody is, look, we advise people, we'll put it out on our Twitter tonight, advise people to buy tickets tomorrow. Um, we advise the Gateshead fans when your tickets go on sale tomorrow to go and buy them tomorrow, um, you know, ASAP, because we've got, a, we've got a feeling that it might change, we might change our minds about it being all tickets. Yeah. We do know, it's not confirmed yet, but... We have to err on the side of caution. We have to be prepared for all eventualities. And I think the fact that it's a half past 12 kickoff means that that Newcastle fan who was thinking about, do I have to pick Newcastle or you know, Dunstan Gateshead, is probably now thinking I can do both on the same day. So you know, from our perspective, it's, it's a safety issue as well. We can get 2,500 in the ground. Um, we, we, we'll have to make a judgment within the next 48 hours. But yeah. let's see how Gateshead's initial, seal, initial seals go tomorrow. Let's see how our 1,000 tickets go tomorrow night. And I think we'll, we'll know the answer probably by 7 o'clock tomorrow as to what the next step is. You yeah. know? And I mean, to say on top of that, we know the audience is going to be a lot bigger because it's on the red button as well. And that's just another shot in the arm, really. I know it's hard for 
for us to get games on the telly as it is, but obviously for Dunstan, it's fantastic as well. It's great for us. I mean, look, the, you know, the, the, the you know the, the money's nice, but I think as as we we appreciate probably slightly more than Gateshead because we are at lower level, is that that kind of exposure for the sponsor UTS Engineering um, is is fantastic. You know, it's. Um, it's something I do feel, you know, that the club probably didn't capitalise on during the Vars run and, and ultimately lifting the Vars in 2012 like they did. Um, they didn't, you know, they didn't have probably the expertise on board to, to capitalise on this. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quite well-known publicity, you know, somebody who can create publicity, self-publicist, many would call us, but I'm a promoter. That's what I do. I sell I sell tickets for a living. Um, so for, from my perspective, it's about getting the club in, in the spotlight, making sure that we, we seize the initiative and, and get as much, you know, out there for, for, for sponsorship as possible. And it's been great because we've had an increase in me, my, my role as commercial manager is to bring revenue into the club. And it's great to see that, you know, we, we've had a demand on boards, you know, that all the players are sponsored and, just various things which normally can be a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of a chore. Yeah. Um. You know, to, to, to go through in a season, especially if you're not doing well, it becomes difficult. That's the same at any level. But what we found at Dunstan already is, you know, we've gone on this great run. You know, we've you know we've won all all, all games we've played bar one. You know, which we drew. Yeah. Um. You know, it's been great and a great FA Cup run. Yeah, obviously, obviously in, in, in the last round you beat Chester, and um, see, we 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 just um, see the 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 write up and see the actual the score line. You know, it was a bit of a thriller. And yeah. um, was it as entertaining as it sounded? I've been a Newcastle supporter since 1984, and that game, I have to say, was up there with the the four three against Aston Villa, the three two against Barcelona the 5-0 against Man United because it had everything and, and that's not a it's not an exaggeration because I'm a football fan first and foremost mm-hmm. and football you know football is is in your blood it's it, it gets you excited it it creates the the goosebumps that you get and you know the the, the elation you feel um, when you get a win and, and for me that's what that game was all about and I, I was every bit as excited my voice was every bit as hoarse and I had all the ups and downs that you would get with a Newcastle game at that game. And it's not the first time it's happened with Dunstan, but that was definitely the best feeling I've had with Dunstan because because the game meant so much. It was you know the talk about the, the you know the you know the, the championship final at Wembley, meaning you know it's a hundred hundred and twenty million pound game for you to get into the Premier League. Well, that was a fifteen grand game for us. You know what I mean? And at our level, that's that's big money because you know you're looking at it and going well. You know, now we can go out and we can get with dugouts done, or now we can go out and get new fencing, or now we can go out and do this. Do you know what I mean? It's it opens up, it opens up a whole new level for us. And you know, ultimately, you know, when when ground improvements are made, you can then maybe look at you know as a committee talking to Swaz and saying, well, look, you know, what do you need? You know, what, yeah. what will make this team better? And but you know, listen, we're, we're in a great position, and what we've got to do as a committee. Is essentially make sure that we do the, the right thing for the club, and I think it, it is well received. It's been nice seeing the, the you know the comments from Gateshead fans on the social media. That, you know, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of love for Dunstan. There there is, a lot there's of, always been a good affiliation between the two clubs, and, and not only that, we've, we've had a lot of players play for both clubs that have got a, you know a lot of fond memories of uh, players that have played for both. You know, a lot, lot of a lot of goal scorers have went between the sides. Obviously, Steve Preen. Um, uh, McNall, there's, there's there's so many Stevie Southern, there's so many you can you can ring off, and um, I think uh, great pro- players. It'd be great if we could see a few of them there on the on the day as well. 
Yeah, I think it's just it, there is so many connections between the two clubs, and because of the close proximity, it's uh, it, it, it you know it, it, pr- it promises to be a great game. There's, there's definitely a love in the, I mean, there's there's a lot of Gateshead fans I know, um, you know, uh, you know, from my brief spell as you know as press secretary at Gateshead as well. I, I, it's a club that prior to going to Newcastle, I used to go to um, on a regular basis. My granddad's the first game my granddad took me to was you know in the Northern Premier League when Terry Hibbert and Bob Topham were playing for Gateshead. So well. I'm no stranger to Gateshead myself, and I've got an affinity with the club, you know. And I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm just delighted that we got the tie that we wanted. I mean, I was sitting in a restaurant at a meeting, you know, rather rudely with a, a head, a, a, like my headset in, um, whilst I'm sitting trying to have a meeting. And I go, what, what are you listening to? And, you know, I think a lot of people thought I was waiting on my phone. I was actually listening to to, to Talksport too to, to to hear the draw. You yeah. know? And when it came out the hat, I actually went get in. You know, and it was it, it's it's that kind of draw, you know, and it, the. There's a lot of respect between the two teams, and we know for 90 minutes, you know, the rivalry will be there. But you know, we know we know from from previous experiences with with teams that you know that's that you know it all ends on 90 minutes. Yeah. If Gates have get through, I'm sure that you know that the teams and the fans will it'll get on well. And uh, you know, listen, we've, we've had a great couple, and we think, know it's got to come to an end sometime. Yeah, I think know? I think what, what we advertised it or, 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 or well, not advertised it, but you know, we said want to make it's, it's a game time take and be proud of. That's that's first and foremost, and well, obviously, you know. Teams want to win, but I think if we, you know, if everyone goes into it like that, I think it's going to be a, gr- a great day. Oh, I think it will be. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. And um, you know, I don't for one minute think that you know, I'm, you know, what will take this, you know, uh, lightly. Um, okay, it said well either. You know, it's uh, they'll realise that this is a this is a big game. You know, it's a big game for both. I mean, financial implications as well. You know, it's 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 a twenty five grand game now for everybody. You know what I mean? That twenty five grand is just as important a gate as, as it is to Dunstan. So, you know, from us, uh, you know, from our point of view, we've ticked all the boxes. We just want to make sure that everyone who comes to the ground has a great day, and that um, you know that, that that essentially you know whether it's a you know win or loss or, or a draw and then a replay at the stadium on the Tuesday night that um, you know everyone has a great time. But uh, looking forward to it. It's um, you know, I, and I've got to say, you know, a lot of people are saying to me, you know, if it had been a three o'clock kickoff and I hadn't been on the telly, what would you have done? Well, you know, on this occasion, I certainly wouldn't have been going to watch Newcastle play. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, the, the, just before we let you go, I think the the biggest thing, and I, I, I say hats off to Dunstan, and I think really you probably should have charged ten pound, but you kept your t- your prices at six pound. I think you could have got away with with ten and still been selling as many as you did. But it, it's, I think it's been I think nice you could have, yeah. I, I think we could have. There's no doubt about it. But you know, it's not just you know, it's not just me as commercial manager who makes those decisions. You know, the committee is the committee is a big big committee. We've got uh, 20 people who sit on the committee. We're, we're at a committee meeting tonight at seven o'clock until half past seven. You know, we do things properly at Dunstan. It was a big attraction for going there for me because as a non-league manager, I'd managed my team in two cup finals there. Um, and I, I, my affinity with Dunstan really comes from way back then when I won a cup final. And my team, which was Fallon Football Club on a Sunday, we stayed we stayed at eleven o'clock and we drank the bar dry. But then the, the subsequent following year, when we, we lost the cup final, um, I did exactly the same. But the team that won the cup actually left. Um, and my my relationship comes with Dunson through just through that that alone, you know. And Malcolm, I think always Malcolm James, the chairman, always remembered that. You know what I mean? And I think he, I think that's why he got me involved. But yeah, the committee when we sat, there was no doubt in our minds that we keep it the same. And yeah, it's it's because we've got a you know we've got a hardcore fan base. You know, we, we on average our gates last season were around about two hundred and twenty, and you know those people pay six pound, three pound. 
you know, week in, week out, they come and they support a team through thick and thin. And, you know, as I said, the, the previous couple of seasons had been, had been thin until we got to the two cup finals last year under, uh, under Swaz. So, you know, it, it was only right to do that. And, you know, we've had a great run. We've made some great money off the FA Cup. And obviously, you know, from my, my point, you know, with, with me Dunson hat on, we, we want it to continue, you know. So yeah. let's see what happens on Saturday. Of course. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And um, I'm sure I might see you knocking about on Saturday and maybe to join us for an interview before the game starts on the comments. So, uh, Look forward to it, lads. Look forward to it. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, never one that's lost for words. I was going to ask him about his boxing, but uh, I thought he would have been here at half four, because uh, obviously he had a few boxers at the arena on Saturday night as well, and I think uh, they won as well. And we've got a tweet here, Andrew. Have you seen that there? Uh, yeah, Dunstan's tweeted a picture of the programme last time the two sides met, met in the cup. Yeah, and um, just having a look there, uh, Lewis McNall's dad was playing in that one, Paul Bryson was playing in that one for Dunstan as well. Uh, looking in the gated side, you had uh, Derek Ord, who of course former Dunstan player, you've got... Uh, there's quite a few Paul, through Paul there. Paul Thompson, leading goal scorer. Yeah, Paul Thompson in there. There's lots of uh, players, so have a little look at that. We've re- we've just retweeted that now, and uh, so there we go. But um, just want to talk to JJ and Scott uh, where we've still got them. Um, JJ, you've got a bit of an infinity with the FA Cup. You've had a, a couple of uh, scrapes with it, haven't you? <laughs> to put yes. it mildly. It's been a... We spoke about earlier. Um, obviously, Scott can tell you about his in a minute, but it's... It's a competition that I've I've always done really well in. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, barring a few years I missed of injury, it's I've got to the fifth round of it with with an, obviously I've I've only ever played in non-league, so I got to the fifth round once. Um, obviously, with Gateshead a few years back, we we got to the West Brom game. Yeah. I couldn't play, but it's a competition I've I've done really well in, and um, it's took me to some great places um, yeah. in terms of uh, grounds. Um, we've beat some big clubs. Um, I was fortunate enough to beat Wolves um, a few years ago when they were in the Championship. Um, so I've played against some good players in it, um, mm-hmm. and it just gives you a bit of recognition, you know, and um, the David versus Goliath sort of thing, and um, the the giant killings, and it just shows on Saturday, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate enough to be in one where we beat a team four leagues higher, and um, it's Dunstan four leagues below. I think it is, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So it just shows, it just mm-hmm. shows that um, anything in the FA Cup can happen, and um, you'll always get someone who, who wants to write a headline. And um, on Saturday, Dunstan Dunstan players will want to be on the front of the Chronicle if you like saying they've put Dunson through and Gateshead out and it's what it creates it creates some great memories my best memories in football are from the FA Cup no yeah. doubt about that and um, it's a competition that, that's regarded as the best in the world in club football so um, it's something that I'd love to go on a run again um, with Gateshead this time hopefully being able to play a bit more of a part than I did and not be able to play at West Brom but um, it's a great competition and, and I know Scott's done well in it as well so it's, it's something that we need to look forward to and try and embrace and um, I see you, you had a bit of a script was it against Norwich yeah. where you ended up in hospital me, oh no that was that was the Wolves game that was the Wolves I, uh, game I got, I got knocked out uh, with nine minutes to go was oh, it with you two getting knocked out in the cup match that's a good point that's a good point Indeed. Oh, it's a touch wood and it doesn't happen on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, but um, Scott, well, wait, come on, give us your exploits. No, same as JJ. You know, I haven't gone as far as the fifth round in the FA Cup, but uh, I've been to a few two second rounds. Obviously, we played. Uh, obviously, Carlisle away, lost in the last minute. Could have had a replay. That was a bit uh, heartbreaking. But played Everton away at Goodison Park, mm-hmm. and that was a good one. Lost two 0 but uh, was that with Tamworth? That was with Tamworth. Yeah, so that was a did you play against us in the yeah, yeah, previous round? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was the one. Well, I remember. I think I jumped in the shaker. crowd. Uh, yeah, I one at the end, and some bloke jumped in the Tamworth crowd, and uh, that was me as well. Cause I <laughs> 
But uh, no, it's like obviously memories when you play against Everton as well. You know, not just playing on the pitch for me as well as off it. You know, do interviews after the game, and you know, I remember the gaffer saying to me like, "Oh, you gotta go in this room, you gotta speak to someone." And I walked in this room, and David Moyes was there. And I was like, "Oh, sorry, wrong room." And he's like, "No, no, no, Scott, sit down." And I sat down, and he asked me how how everything was in the game, and and he said, "I just want to let you know that you've got the second best left foot I've ever seen." I was like, well, <laughs> "I was like, oh, I said, who's number one?" Then he went, "Leighton Baines." But just keep going and keep going and keep enjoying the journey in football. And I said, a text message later on from from David Moyes. Obviously, the gaffer sent it to me, but obviously from David Moyes as well. But little things I got, mm-hmm. you know, memories as well, and. I said again I want to go on a run I want to go and run with Gates said I want to remember obviously the FA Cup run this year um, not like last year where I don't remember the game at all um, <laughs> against Luton but um, obviously I want to go on another run you know, and obviously being captain as well you know, I want to lead this team out and go on a massive uh, cup run and uh, ho- hopefully you know, it starts on, uh, on Saturday Yeah, well let's say that every, you know, we can go down every cliche about the FA Cup being you know it, it, it's completely different everywhere you go, every ground, and it's going to be a tight, you know, close ground on Saturday. Probably the closest one that we would have played on all season, and um, you know, it, it's going to add to it, isn't it? The atmosphere is going to be electric. It's what it is for me. Uh, the FA Cup, you know, you, you start in the FA Cup in the fourth qualifying round for us, and if I was, I don't want to give things away, but if I was Dunton, I'd, I'd be leaving the grass long. I'd be making the pitch muddy. Mm-hmm. I'd be making it as sort of uncomfortable for us as possible because. If they can get any advantage, they can. And then personally, if we, if we were playing against a higher tier team, then we'd be doing the same. So yeah. it's going to be tight. It's going to be everyone wants no disrespect. Apart from the Gateshead fans on Saturday, everyone wants a cup upset, and that's what the FA Cup is. And people turn up and think, well, I'd love I'd love to see an upset here. So if if Dunson go get a chance in the first ten fifteen minutes, and people will be roaring them on, and mm-hmm. it's just what the FA Cup is. You know, if if you put on the TV on a Friday night and you're watching the FA Cup on BBC, you want you want the minnows to be yeah, you're, boys. You're, you automatically you go do. for the smaller. And crew. it's just natural, and it's up to us on Saturday as a professional outfit to turn up and and play the game rather than the occasion. And I know it's an old cliche, but you have to, and we need to be professional in what we do and, and mm-hmm. play the way we can. And and first and foremost, the, the main thing on Saturday will be to to battle because we know that Dunstan are going to come out nothing to lose and, and we've got to battle harder than them and run further than them and then ultimately you'd like to think that the, the quality of player will shine through and if we can do that then I'm sure we'll get through on Saturday well, then, um, We've got a message from Alfie Bullby uh, he's travelling it's 4.30am start from Oxford to make it to Dunstan for 12.30 away the heat, that's dedication for you Great um, Simon Johnson's put 45 minutes until JJ's Luton story came out, that must be a record <laughs> I was trying to get in the first 10 minutes but I couldn't no, it's, every, it's every day in, in the house I'm telling I do you. live it every day like. Yeah, and uh, JJ got that assist for the FA Cup against a <laughs> Premier League team so all the boys know all yeah. the boys know that <laughs> Uh, well, hey, it only happens once in a life. Well, you know that's what I mean. It's, that's that's the uh, that's the moment I live on forever. So if anyone ever asks us, I, I tell well, them. Well, that, that and the goal that took us to Wembley, not Marwood. Nah, you know. not Marwood. Took us to Wembley, but that's another story. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you take places you don't have to buy a drink, Gator and Luton. There you go, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Indeed. And uh, well, Marwood didn't get a pitch invasion after his goals, did he? Exactly. No, there you see, that's 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 where it counts. That's what it causes, the pitch invasion, it? yeah. And um, and uh, what type we've got? Uh, oh, someone's replied to that pitch. I put, "Geez, I mould. I played against a few of them, uh, a few of them uh, players." So yeah, so I see we've only got just under 10 minutes left so if you have got any messages and uh, we'll have a quick little glance to see what the score is of the England game still 3-0 in the second half so uh, yeah, there we go and are Wales playing tonight? 
No, tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, Republic oh. of Ireland. Oh, oh. yeah. It's not a big one in the house. It's a big one in the house. <laughs> Where are you, really? English or Irish? <laughs> English tonight, Irish tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's worse than Tony Carter, isn't he? <laughs> he's a Northern Irish fan. Um, so, yeah, but uh, it's going to be a good day. And um, see, if you have just tuned in, we have got Scott Barrow and JJ O'Donnell here with us tonight. So, if you want to send a message, please do. We did have Steve Rafe on the phone there before. They have sold um, their was it 500 already. And um, another 100 on the list by looks. Another, so, 600 at least um, in uh, adult tickets. And they're getting another thousand tomorrow. Gated's first five hundred go on sale tomorrow as well. So I from think ten o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock till five at Gated Stadium all the way through this week. So I do get out and get them because I think it, the, it could very well end up an all-ticket affair. This um, if the sales keep going the way they are. So um, please do look on social media. Um, Gated Twitter account and Facebook account will be um, updating you on everything as it goes so um, keep your eyes peeled and uh, get along early and get and get those um, tickets bought because it's going to be an absolutely fantastic game and um, just on the vein of people getting up early um, we was doing the commentary there Perrin in British Columbia in uh, Canada he's mm-hmm. going to be getting up at 4.30 to tune in is he? yeah so uh, it's, it's unreal no, that, so. will he be able to watch it or is he listening? no he can just listen I nah. think I don't think they can get it if it had been on the actual channel they might have been able to get nah. it but it would be in the red button but uh, no he can watch it on iPlayer so possibly he could watch it I don't know if he can do it abroad no, I can't yeah, yeah, so, um, but it's um, it'd be pity it'd be nice for Perrin to be able to see a game live um, and obviously Dean Seaver as well mm. all the other fans abroad that listen in so um yeah, but uh, as, well, while we've got you here, we have been hearing about some of your teammates. But um, this season, I say it's a, it's a new bunch of lads um, for both years. Uh, I say, go on and give us give us some dirt. Who, who's I say, no, not not a bad way. But uh, I say the players that have impressed you the most, and uh, who who are the players that have maybe got a screw loose? Well, like, uh, for me, um, for it. John Mellish has been brilliant. Yeah. Um, the, the way the way the way he is the way he is as a lad and how he is has been brilliant. But for me, it's been everybody. You know, everybody's played their part so far this season, and um, the team spirit we've got is is absolutely second to none. And the reason I come up here in the first place was unknown originally, and um, the group of lads made this place for me. Yeah. And you can almost say that the, the group of lads that year made this place home now because. I've been up here four years and I'll always be up here and yeah. um, the group of lads that we've got in this change room now are very very similar you know it's it's, it's a great change room don't say there's another Jamie Chandler knocking about no 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 <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> I don't know mine Scott Bowden Kobe Jamie Chandler but no it's, it's a great change room and um, for me obviously last year it was, it was a bit disappointing on the pitch and I didn't really enjoy it if I'm being honest but mm-hmm. this year it, it's been a total total change and I go into training every day and I love going in and like you say, you walk in as soon as you see Tom White, you just you just batter him, and <laughs> it's class. And it's just it's just a change room that it's like that. And when you get on with the lads like that, and you want to work hard for them, and um, when you, when you've got senior lads mixed with, mixed with young lads who who all want to work hard, if you if you're thirty, thirty whatever with Mike Williamson, or you're eighteen with some of the other young lads, it's mm-hmm. it's a great change room to be in, and I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. Yeah, I think like just our defence this season has been 
class. Like if you yeah. as you say, like Mellish and Williamson and yourselves included, yeah. like just been one of the best defences I've seen at Gateshead yeah. for and quite uh, a few and years and now. Fraser this year as well. Just I mean, looks you, solid. You know, you, you just have, just it's like a brick wall. Just right. Nothing gets past it. Like does it? The, the Mounties improved from last season. Oh, he was good last season. Yeah. but Mounties improved from last season. It's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I was going to say with Robbie as well right. on the right hand yeah. side. It's it's uh, it's been a, a real good mix at the back. Mm. But Scott, come on then, let us fill us in. Who's the who's the ones that uh, impressed you this year? I know we spoke a little bit on the commentary and stuff, but say it's been a few games since since we last spoke. No, I think same again. Same as JJ said. I think everyone's been impressive. You know, like uh, obviously with Luke Armstrong being out for been out for a while now, and since uh, Reggie and uh, Bose have st- they mm-hmm. both stepped up, and them two are just <laughs> they're inseparable at the moment. They. I got a good partnership on the field, yeah. but off the field as well. <laughs> That's another story as well. They don't, they don't stop. Is that a bromance? Oh, yeah, it's a bromance. I think it's like, a, I think it's like a ram show on Chandler. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, 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 really, it is. I really do think so. They just don't stop. They don't stop. You could, co- you could come for them, and they'll come back right at you. And you think, oh, okay, yeah. And you just, you just gotta take it. And but no, I think they've all been fantastic. You know, Pezzi and goals as well. He's been. Superb, mm-hmm. you know. Again, two clean sheets in two, and I think he stopped eating his uh, beef stroganoff on a Friday now. So that was his uh, routine, but he hasn't had it for the last two weeks. <laughs> oh, <wow>. So <laughs> I think that will uh, that was keeping two clean sheets. I think he's going to stop that for now on a Friday night. But I say in the back four, back five, solid. You know, the three boys in midfield. Obviously, Jack hasn't just come back in, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously he's been, been a bit disappointed the last few weeks. Uh, obviously, not been on the side, but he's come back in and he's been superb. You know, yeah. he's, he's been. Like he was at the start of the season, I went, you're going to get disappointed when you're not going to be in the squad. But it's how you react, you know. And obviously, if you're not in the team, if you're on the bench, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to react. And if you're going to come on, and he has, you know, and every time he's come on off the bench, he's been superb. And the gaff has seen it, and his attitude has been spot on. And he's put him back in the team, and he's been superb. So I think the whole team. Has been. I mean, the, the the midfield as well. I, I, I didn't give a special mention to because I think they maybe get a little bit overlooked at times um, because it's not always the same midfield in there. You know, Jack Hunter will be in there, and and, and you know it's mixed up and stuff. And Molyneux obviously coming on loan as well. That, that's mixed up the the uh, you know the, the the competition for places. But whoever's been in there is has stepped up, and you know young Elliot Forbes as well. He's looked very you know more than competent when he's been in there. And it's you know it must be a headache for the manager at the minute. It's, it's, it's you know who do you leave out? Exactly. Yes, and it depends on who you play against. And obviously, the gaffer mm-hmm. does his you know watches films on different teams every, every week. And I he watches his films on the bus. But you know he watches from wherever we're going to play against. He watches watch, watches them more on what he thinks that's going to win the game, and it could be you know a four three three. You think oh I'm going to change this between a four at the back, or mm-hmm. it could be three five two. With Jack Hunter sitting in, and obviously when you play Chesterfield, he's got two midfield with Luke Mollado in front. So it changes every week, and you know, and that's a good thing because it keeps people on their toes. Because yeah. some people might be disappointed, oh, I'm going to play this week, and then they're in the squad. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing, but because it keeps everyone on their toes, it keeps you know. But with the gaffer, I you know it's fine detail into in the trainer as well. It, it's you know it's something different every week. Obviously, when we play against Chesterfield, we set up to right. You know, balls will come in, and we. You know, we got to be strong, and this, and then we're playing against Barrow, and we do a formation attack with defence, keeping the ball. You got to keep your shape. So, different things in different weeks, and you just got to be prepared to whoever you play against. Yeah, and I'm um, saying having Luke uh, Armstrong coming back as well. I mean, 
No, Rig and uh, Bowden have done absolutely phenomenal, and um, you would find it hard pressed to drop either of them. But having Luke back is fantastic because if either of them got a knock, you know we're, we're quite short-handed up front, aren't we, at the moment? Um, so it's great to have him back. Yeah. Uh, he's been brilliant, Luke Armstrong. You know, he's, he's a, a, a lad who came to us a few years ago um, mm-hmm. on trial under Aspen, and he was. You won't mind me saying it, but he looked like a bit of a boy. Yeah. And he's come back this season. He's so strong. He's so quick, and he, he works so hard. But when you've got Rig Bowden and, and Luke Armstrong, it's there's not many better front threes. I wouldn't say in this no, league well, personally. The, the work rate and as the well. work rate. Yeah. yeah. It just shows in the work rate this year. From everyone's been outstanding. And then when you've got three up front leading the line in front of you, it just shows that if you, if they work hard, and the rest of the team will follow. Yeah. Oh well. As I say, th- thank you very much. We've, we've reached an hour there. Um, thanks for coming on the show. No and, problem. Um, thanks for having us. As no say, th- we, we know it's the FA Cup weekend, so don't get knocked out. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we do want that. Um, no, in both senses. That's how good I am. I didn't even realise what I was doing there. Um, but no, uh, thank you very much for that. Thank you for everyone that um, tuned in. Remember, um, if you can't make it to the game, we are going to be doing commentary and... Uh, Hopefully, we have a fantastic weekend. And Andrew, are you able to make it this one? I'm going to be absolutely hammered. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> not not going to lie. At the game or just. Oh, I. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh well, well. If you see Andrew, take a step back. Um, but uh, I'm telling on the night time, and Al, I don't think I'll make it. Oh, I don't think you. Actually, we've got one one last message. We'll read this out. I'll let you read it out there. This one's from Lewis Appleby. Uh, he said, "Did either Scott or JJ think they'd leave this summer, or was it a case of always trying to get?" Uh, to hold on for a deal to stay. Scotty first. <laughs> no, um, obviously the season I had last year, obviously um, my aim is always I want to go and play as high as I can in football. Um, I had a few offers in, in the football league, but it wasn't quite right for me. Um, quite be, but obviously with the situation that Gates said we're in, um, I was speaking to, needed to the gaffer needed three times a week. Um, it just nailed on the head I said to the gaffer look if you stay I'll stay and obviously once I got the news in of the gaffer staying it was, it was an easy thing for me I wanted to stay I wanted to be a part again it's not, I knew it was going to be hard this year I wanted to be a part of something special um, but no it was an easy decision for me because obviously living up here as well you know, I, I love it up here so see what JJ says you know, once you have the taste of the North East I think you just don't want to leave <laughs> um, So, but no it was a kind of an easy t- decision for me and uh, I'm, I'm glad I stayed yeah and for me, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was a difficult season last season. It was, it was one that, I'd, I'd, from being a hundred percent honest, I didn't enjoy. Um, I didn't play nowhere near as much as I did, and um, I just didn't enjoy it. I really didn't. But um, obviously, the gaffer and, and how things were this year, it's. I wanted to stay for the club. Um, when the gaffer stayed, I, I spoke to him a lot about it and said, "I want to play a lot more this season." Um, and he said, "Come in, work hard, and um, it's a fresh opportunity for you." So, um, I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I loved pre-season. Um, I've loved the lads. I've, I've loved everything about it this season. And it's, I've said it before, it's a club that means an awful lot to me ever since I moved up here. So, it's always a case of playing for the football club for me. Um, yeah. Ever since I've, I've got a taste of it four years ago, it's, it's, a, it's a club and, and set of people that I really, really enjoy being a part of. So, I've enjoyed it I, I want to play a lot more this season um, and, and keep on doing well and, and ultimately I want to be successful and, and try and get to a to a trophy final try and get promoted and, and see how far we can get in the FA Cup yeah well that's a fantastically positive way to end right. of the podcast there so a uh, big thank you to everyone remember to share the podcast and we'll um, see you on Saturday if uh, you can't make it to the game so uh, bye bye
Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared.